you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to this week's episode. So today, you are going to be hearing our last weekend warm-up call. And the weekend warm-up is a free coaching call that I do once a month. It's the third Friday of the month and you sign up and you get coached by me for free. And the real reason that I started the weekend warm-up is because it's the same reason why I'm doing these, uh, these coach weeks like four times a year where I do these mini programs for free and I get to dig in with you guys, which is my favorite thing is because I just was like, I want to know my podcast listeners. That's really the main reason is I, I, I hear from you guys sometimes or I'll run into you in my life or it'll get back to me that somebody's really enjoying the podcast. And I'm like, well, I want to know (laughs) y'all. It's not fair that this is a one-way relationship. So the weekend warm-up call is a is a coaching call where I really just want to help you be in the best headspace possible to have a great weekend. It's really that simple. And so this last this last call, I want to I want to just kind of set it up for you guys. So these there were three different scenarios that I coached on. And I think you guys are really going to relate to this. We don't always include these on the podcast. I think this is the first time, but I wanted to give you guys a preview. And I was also hoping to entice you to come to the weekend warm-up calls because I want to meet you and I want to coach you live. So the three different scenarios that I coach people on, it's like we're a little over a month into school. And I think what a lot of parents are noticing is there's been some backsliding. Like maybe you started the year off strong and you had all these high hopes that this is going to be the best school year ever. And then a month in, it's the same thing as like people set New Year's resolutions. And then three weeks in, they're like, eh, yeah, I like sugar too much <laughs> you know, <laughs> or exercising. I'm too busy. And so we talk ourselves out of sticking with it when all of a sudden things get a little sticky and we start to get tested. I think that was the theme in all three scenarios. The first scenario was nine-year-old who had never slept by himself through the night, couldn't fall asleep alone. Mom and dad were in his room and the family was exhausted. And they had come into my program and my private program, and they had some amazing success. 
And now all of a sudden, their son was backsliding a little bit. And so mom was panicking. You know, she was panicking. It was going south. She could already see it. It already started going south. It's going to continue going south. They already had one terrible night and she was just really worried. So I coached her through that scenario so that she can make sure that doesn't happen and how to have that conversation with her child and get back on track. So the first one was about sleep backsliding. And the second scenario was, here's a daughter who's also, she was 10 and her daughter, she knows what she is supposed to do in terms of her chores around the house to help the household run smoothly. And she's not always doing it. And so this is a kid that she has every intention of being helpful and being responsible and doing her part around the house. And then she's not doing it. So mom was like, I just don't know how to get her to to be more responsible. And so I coached mom through that. So it's like, we started the school year off strong. She was getting morning tasks done. And then very quickly, she's not doing the things in the morning that she needs to get done, leaving her stuff everywhere. I think we can all relate to this. Just leaving her crap all around the house, driving, it drives you crazy. It's like you do so much, you ask them just to like pick up their shit and they're not. And and so it's super frustrating. And so how to help resolve this situation. So I coached her through that. And then the last one was eighth grade daughter, started the year off strong. She was waking up in the morning, alarm clock, being responsible. And lo and behold, she backslid. And now we've got a week of her not waking up to her alarm clock, oversleeping, mornings are stressful. Mom needs to get to work and they're not starting the day off in that smooth place that mom really desires and was so excited because they had started the school year off in such a better place. And now, you know, slowly but surely a month in, they've started to backslide. So those are the three scenarios that I coached on. And I think that many of you will relate as, I mean, I still relate to this and my youngest child is 16 and this is just part of the deal right? We start off strong, then we get tested, then we have to bring some curiosity and figure out how to get back on track. It's like if you had that New Year's resolution where you were going to once and for all stop your sugar addiction. And then three weeks in, you cave and you you binge on whatever your binge thing is. Maybe it's dark chocolate, maybe it's uh, Oreos, whatever it is. And so you binge. And so then what do you do the next day? Do you justify why this plan was ridiculous? And so you're just throwing the plan away? Or do you get back on the horse and say, yeah, I have one day. Hmm. What led up to the binge? What was going on for me? Right? So something felt stressful or something I wasn't dealing with. And so I went back to my old habit, my old pattern for feeling better. Understandably, it's only been three weeks. Like I can't undo decades of using this 
sugar binge to make myself feel better or to manage my stress that I'm not dealing with. So of course I went back to it and it's one day and I can understand that and have some compassion. I'm not going to beat myself up and I'm going to get back on the horse, right? So what does it take to have that mindset so that we don't throw all of our big plans out the window? So enjoy this episode and I hope to see you on the next weekend warm up. is going to sleep in his room by himself with me or me or my husband continuing to be in our room down the hall and and julian is nine years old correct correct yeah Mm -hmm. so this again is like huge huge progress for us compared to where we were like for the last 18 months where we had to stay in his room until he fell asleep you know, our bedtime is eight o'clock now, but we're not limiting the amount of time that he's reading. Again, just to like give him as many strategies as possible to just stay calm until he's, you know, able to fall asleep. And this means that he could be reading for 45 minutes or longer. And he tends to even though he knows the rule of like, no more talking after eight o'clock, you know, if you if you come out of your room, I'm going to walk you back, I'm not going to say anything to you, yada, yada. He knows that rule, but oftentimes like he'll come out at 845 and he'll be like, I'm going to go to bed now. And then he'll just walk himself back to his bed. But it's just like that last like check-in that it seems like he still feels like he needs. So I guess I have two questions. One is, do I set more parameters around the length of time that he's reading? And two is, do I put my foot down about like, you cannot come into your, into my room to check to say that you're going to bed at 845 because bedtime's at eight. So I like the reading until your eyes are tired because I just think it gives him a little bit of agency and he might need 45 minutes. I mean, he's a pretty anxious kid. Yeah. And so he's listening to his body. He's reading till his eyes are tired. And what I would say is, is you're doing amazing. And remember what we focus on grows. So I would have a conversation with him and let's just kind of role play it, right? Let's just kind of role play because we just, you know, of course you want eventually for him to just listen to his body, not even need you guys to know that he's going to sleep, but just to feel confident and secure in himself that he can listen to his body and just allow his body just to go to sleep, even without letting the adults know that that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we just want to kind of continue building his confidence in that yeah. area. Yeah. Right? So do um, you think I should like frame it as just a conversation and saying like, you know, you've been doing such an amazing job recently. We're so proud of you. And it seems like it's getting easier for you. Or do you think it is getting easier for you? And then let him respond. And then say like, I noticed that oftentimes you want to come out of your bed and, and say goodnight to me, like after you're done reading and, and tell me like, why, why do you want to do that? Yeah. And the only tiny tweak that I would make is instead of we're so proud of you, ask him if he feels so proud of him. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I do remember, I remember conversations around that. And yeah, that definitely makes That's sense. a hard, you yeah. know, it's just semantics, but 
you know, words have power. And so it's yeah. a perfect opportunity to just kind of practice because he does have a lot to feel proud of. Yeah. Right. He really does. And so it's like controlling sentences in your head of the kid. This kid is doing it right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I didn't think he could. And he is. Yeah. Right. And so and so just having that belief in him and knowing that he has done so much in such a short amount of time. And when I have been saying to you guys, we want to pause for applause and I'm pausing for applause a lot for you guys, it's to get you in the habit of pausing for applause for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. And acknowledging like how great we're doing. Yeah. Cause sometimes we get so wrapped up in our agendas. Okay. What's the next thing I need to work on and how can we keep improving and improving and improving? And it's like, let's just sit for a moment and relish the joy. Yeah. Right. And feel great about ourselves. Like just, Mm -hmm. you know, look, let's just notice how good it feels that you've done this hard thing and you're doing so amazing. Yeah. So I would frame it more like your intention for the conversation is mostly to pause for applause for him. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, you know, it's, and I would look, the way I might start that conversation is I was thinking about you today. Like this is a perfect opportunity. I was thinking about you today. And mostly what I was thinking of is how much better I feel that we're all getting rest, more rest in our beds. And so I was just thinking about you and the fact that not that long ago, you needed me and dad to be in your room. And now you're like, Listening to your body, you're reading to your eyes are tired. You're putting yourself to bed. You're really doing big things, bud. And I just want to take a moment to say, I was just thinking, I hope you feel proud of yourself. Do you? Mm -hmm. Do you realize what a big deal this is that you have been able to create a new pattern in such a short amount of time? Like, like really give him the credit and just take him my feet. And how do you think he will respond when you say that? I I think he'll just kind of agree with me, you know, because he's a kid of few words, you know. So I think he'll just say like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that he will really appreciate hearing that, the uh, acknowledgement. I, I do think that that is important. And I do think he will he will feel like the weight of it, I think. And it's such a great way to start the weekend, starting, you know, with, we're going to take a moment to celebrate you and celebrate what you have done. And I just want to pick it apart a second to let you know, this is kind of a big deal because listening to your body, reading until your eyes get tired, putting yourself to sleep and getting the rest that helps you to be your best self the next day. It is an amazing habit to create and to just get in the habit of of listening to your body and giving your body rest. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many people that even as adults don't know how to do this and you're nine and you're doing it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's ironic because I actually have been struggling with my own sleep recently and for the first time, you know, in the last two years, I can't blame it on Julian. But like last night, I 
and I think it's because I'm on my phone too much. Um, I couldn't fall asleep at like it's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And pick up the phone and try to read and my eyes get tired and I put it down. And then, you know, it's like repeat every 15 minutes. So I all day have been thinking about how I need to change my own habits related to like not bringing my phone in the bedroom and having better sleep hygiene. So maybe I can bring that up in this conversation that like I'm learning, I'm learning from you. I'm taking a note from you because you're doing so well and I'm struggling and now I'm going to try to do better like you're doing. I love that. Yes. Yes. You know what? And I'm still learning these things as an adult. If only I had learned how to quiet my racing mind and all the thoughts that go through it when I was nine, like it's a big deal what you're doing, buddy. Mm -hmm. And, and I just wanted to take a moment just to say, like, I hope you're feeling proud of that and then say, and so, so tell me, what have you noticed? You know, what feels different for you? Have you noticed anything where you can tell when your eyes are tired. I would love to know more about your process because frankly, I'm kind of learning from you. See if you can get him talking and and kind of puffing his chest out and sharing his methods with you. And then at the very end, if you feel like you're in a good place, you could say, and if you had to name one thing that you're going to even get better at, what would be one thing that you're kind of like a goal that you want to get to when it comes to putting your body to bed and giving the yourself the rest that you need and see if he gets to the place of, well, I don't need to tell you and dad that I'm going to bed when I'm going to bed. I can just fall asleep. He may not get right. there. He may not get there, but you could say, I can think of one thing just, I mean, you're doing so amazing, but there would just be one little goal I would add on to it, which is you don't need to let me and dad know when your eyes are done reading and you're ready to fall asleep. You yeah. don't have to get up and come tell us. You can just do it. You can just you can just trust that that's exactly what you're meant to do and you can do that and we will know that you're in your bed sleeping like you don't even need to tell us. Yeah. Um I think that that's great. The, the, now the other issue that I do want to eventually work on is being able to be downstairs and not and not be in my room. I think that's the other part of why I'm struggling is because like I'm laying in my bed from 8 p.m. until when I do want to fall asleep, which is like 10 or 11 o'clock. And it's like now my brain is not used to just treating my bed for sleep. It's like, oh, I bring my laptop in there and I watch TV and I do some work and like that's the other part of my sleep hygiene that I think needs to improve. So do you think that I bring both of those things up in this conversation or he doesn't, one? He, no, he doesn't need to know about what you need. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. need to know about that. He, he just needs to worry about him. And so yeah. right now I wouldn't, I would just wait on that and just wait until you're sure this is, this new pattern is totally solidified yeah. and, and you're not going to ask him permission when it comes time for you to go downstairs and, and to resume that he doesn't need to know what happens when the adults are on adult time. Okay. Yeah. So you don't need his permission or his go ahead. You'll just do it when the timing's right. And in the meantime, how can you clean that up? Even if you are upstairs, you know, you, now that you're kind of recognizing my body's sensing that my bed is not just for sleep. It's for right. these other activities. 
what would be something that you could change there? So, I mean, one thing that I resolved to do this morning was like not to be on my phone. I've just like fallen into the hole of Facebook and all of those like videos that come up on Facebook and like two hours can go by before I know it. So like actually reading a book instead of being on my phone, I think is a step in the right direction. You know, but, I'm, you know, but do you know why you're on your phone and going into all the social media stuff and all that? Do you know? I think I'm like seeking a dopamine hit, honestly. The other thing I think a lot of people use all that social media for, yes, it's an immediate dopamine hit in your body, but I think it's also a little bit of loneliness. Tell me where I'm sure, wrong. Sure, sure, definitely. So, you know, it's something that, that could be helpful is if you're like, okay, and I'm not going to be on my phone past maybe it's 8.30 or 9 or whatever. And maybe it's that for right now, we're going to create a new pattern where you have your husband, like y'all watch a show together. You yeah. lay in bed and you watch a show together and at 10 o'clock, the TV's off and then you yeah. switch to reading. But think about a con- something connecting you can do that maybe involves your husband. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I love that. I mean, to me, we call it, we got this actually from one of our friends who coined this term, but my husband is forever, you know, he, he binge watches shows like nobody's business. And I say, why are you committing digital infidelity when it would be a show that I would watch too? Right. Right. You know, so they're like, oh, she, that's what our friends say. She, cause she, she's always committing digital infidelity. She's always watching shows that I can't, but you know, like find a show that both of you guys like, I mean, maybe you're connecting and just having conversation and whatever. But for me, I kind of love watching TV in the evening and it's even more fun when Scott and I are watching a show together. So yeah, that could be an antidote. Yeah. I think that's, that's really good on multiple levels too, because you know, my husband and I really have not spent time together in the evening for like years because we've been dealing with the the sleep stuff. Um, And we've always done the let's take turns approach as opposed to let's do it all together. So I think that that's really a great idea. Okay, sounds good. Hey, podcast listeners. Do you have the kid that just won't? We've all had those days, right? Haven't we? Where our kids just won't do anything we ask. They won't listen. They won't follow simple requests. They won't stop destructive behaviors. They won't let anything be easy. You have those days, but then you know if you've got a kid where it's like every day is those days. And as parents, it's tempting for us to jump straight to a consequence. In fact, I think it's like a reflex. You want the behavior to stop and it's so easy to go there first. In fact, you may believe it's your job as a parent to shut the problematic behavior down forcefully, right? An overwhelming majority of the parents I've coached over the years, they come to me wanting to know the consequence that will stop the defiance. Like it's gonna be the magic solution, the magic bullet. But here's the secret. It's not really about the consequences, at least not until you've tried my proven method that stops this kind of behavior, the behavior that just won't, where they won't let anything be be easy in its tracks quite often before we even need to get to a consequence because all behavior is communication. I know y'all have heard me talk about that on the podcast, and that's what we're going to dive deep into during my next live coach week. What's Coach Week? 
Coach Week is an intensive mini program that consists of three days of live coaching with me, and it's coming up the week of October 10th. And I really developed this mostly with you guys, my podcast listeners in mind, because you know me, yet I don't know you. And we did one of these coach weeks a few months back. It was so much fun. I got to know so many of you and we're doing it again. So this time our theme is how to deal with the kid that just won't dot, 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 won't make anything be easy, right? So when you come to our October session of Coach Week, we're going to find out the biggest mistake most parents are making that actually makes the problematic behavior worse. We're going to investigate. I'm going to be right there with you holding your hand. We're going to investigate and find out what's really underneath your kid's behavior. We're going to work on building trust by using the tools and language that these strong-willed kids can actually hear so that they're able to improve their behavior. And you're gonna walk away from this intensive week with a clear plan and framework to deal with behavior challenges in the future. So don't miss out on this free training and get to kind of see for free what the inside of a mastermind parenting program really feels like. Okay, I'm so proud of our programs and I'm so excited to get to share this with you. So save your seat now by going to mastermindparenting.com forward slash October coach week, all lowercase, all one word, mastermindparenting.com forward slash October coach week. I cannot wait to see you guys there. All right. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay. Well, I hope I'm not jumping in front of anyone else that maybe has a question since I can. You're this, that's what this call is for. Everyone, you raised your hand. So here you are. Good. Okay. Well, we've really been working on having her do the things that are her responsibilities and that she's expected to do without us verbally reminding her. Just this morning, she is is getting ready for school and she's just leaving her stuff all over the place. Mm. And so I don't know if I have unrealistic expectations for her age. I just try to point to the list and go, hey, are you making sure you're doing everything on the list? And then she looks at me. She's like, what do you mean? Mm. (laughs) So let's talk about it. So I know you're a team player. I know you're down to do all these things and you're 10 and life gets in the way and you're excited about getting to school and you're picking out your outfit and you're doing all the things. So I feel like, you know, like this morning I was walking around picking things up or giving you reminders. So let's just make things more specific. Let's set you up for success. So it may be that what she needs is to know when she gets up, First, she does this, she, you know, she brushes her teeth, she gets, she goes to the bathroom, she gets her clothes on. And before she eats breakfast, she feeds the dogs. And Mm -hmm. after she eats breakfast, right before we go to school, she goes and does a final room check to make sure everything's in its place. And she's done a little freshening up. And when we walk out the door, walking out the door at this time, I'm going to say final checks. And then you'll go back and you'll do your final checks. Let's figure out our system or, you know, that would be my idea. What would work for you and let her kind of problem solve it with you and 
continuously reminding her that you know she's so responsible, you know she's a team player, you know she's down for all this stuff. It's just that life gets in the way. So let's just tighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is so good because like our friends, they're twins they're supposed to do their laundry every Wednesday. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, that's very specific, right? Like they can't have a play date or anything. It's laundry. After school, it's laundry day. It's just when her basket is full and she wants something, then she just needs to take care of it. And I think I I fast forwarded in my brain too much. You know, all we have to do is like write the expectations and she'll just <laughs> do it. Well, because also look, I mean, this is just all part of the awareness journey. When I give people all the different assessments and encourage you to kind of like give your other family members these assessments, it really is you're wired this way, I'm wired. Because tell me where I'm wrong, you would never need those reminders because you're wired differently. And you're like, I don't understand. Like when you have the thing, you just you just do the thing, right? You have your process <laughs> because that's who you are. But my hunch is, is that she may end up becoming because you're her mom and you're setting her up for success and teaching her, look, I wish somebody had taught me the systems and atomic habits and things at a much younger age. And I would have just been conditioned that way. And I didn't have to learn it as an adult, but right now she's just learning how to be alive. So you're teaching her these systems. Oh, it just makes me feel so bad about this morning when I talked to her and I did ask her, I said, what do you think would help? I like, I tried to have that conversation in the right way. But I realized that she doesn't know what's like me putting that on her and making her figure out what's going to help her remember. She asked me if she could use Alexa reminders. And I said, well, you know, we're not going to use the robot because I'm trying to get your brain to, to remember. So, and we use like pen and paper for that kind of thing when we're little, <laughs> like once we're adults and we've learned all that stuff, fine, start using the technology. But Anyway, oh, I feel bad. I didn't no, really well, have a conversation right. This is the perfect time. Look, productive conversations are most often the most productive and connecting when we screwed it up, right? Mm-hmm. When we didn't do it that way. And now we can go back because guess what helps somebody to, to be in their thinking brain and retain what you want to tell them. It's when you own what your role was, your part in, you're not coming at her saying, here's all the ways I'm going to help you improve. It's actually, let me own something that I did wrong. And that was putting a whole lot on you as a 10 year old. And I just want to kind of have a conversation and let you know, I'm sorry for doing that because I realize now that wasn't setting you up for success. We just need to dice this up a little bit more and I'm going to support you to be able to get all these things done. And I think we just need to break it down. How does that sound? Because when you own your role, the other person, it's almost like you kind of throw them for a loop because they're thinking you're going to admonish them. (laughs) And so they're maybe ready to be on the defensive. But when you come and you're like, here's where I could have done better, then they're like, ah. And they're just like, here, it's not, it's not what anyone is ever expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's sweet. She doesn't seem to hold grudges. You know, she won't be upset or anything like that about how the conversation went or even be maybe that aware that 
I feel bad about it, but I will definitely do that. She'll be, but she'll be, she'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, she might say like, mom, no, it wasn't a big deal. Like it was, you know, it's fine. You're like, no, no, no. But here, look, you are a responsible 10 year old. And I know you are a very valuable member of this family and you help with a lot of different things. And I'm just saying you're only 10. And I realized as your mom, we just got to tighten some things up. So that's what we're going to do. That's it. Thank you so much. And the cool thing about systems and, and, and realizing where you maybe just need some more systems. What I want to tell anyone who's listening to this, who's not a systems person, me neither, (laughs) me neither. It just, clears the chaos for everyone. It's just a clear communication, letting the people know when we have a coach week, what does it involve, right? It's a mini program. What am I going to be teaching? I'm going to be teaching, you know, for people who have a kid that just won't, won't listen, won't follow directions, won't get along with their siblings, won't allow life to be easy in any way. That's, that's what we, that's what we're going to be covering. Right. And so what is coach week going to consist of? It's going to be me being your coach for a week and it's free. And it's all about like really letting my podcast listeners know here's a way to engage and a chance for me to really get to know you. Like many people listen to me every single week and it's like a one-sided relationship. And I'm like, well, I want to know you too. So come do this free experience with me. See if it helps. And, um, I think it will, and we got to tell the people what they're going to get in a very clear way. We've got to let them know exactly how to sign up. It's all about clear communication. It's the exact same thing in our families. And so when we have these systems, it's like, we just set everyone up for success and we clear the chaos. And so it's, it's, it's proactive, it's preventative, right? Because, Everybody knows what the expectations are. Everybody knows. And so if they don't do the things and you're like, hey, well, let me see what's happening here. Let me see that little clipboard. Where's your clipboard? What happened? That system was working. What's going on? And you have a kid that got busy. Okay, you got busy playing. Get the clipboard. Let's get back on track. You're so responsible about these things. Let's get it. Let's let's catch up. Now you've got your system. Um, Okay. Any? other coaching scenarios. I've been having issue with her getting herself up with the alarm clock. We had this huge talk before school started. This was going to be the year. I was no longer going to need to wake her up. She was going to get herself up. She's got three different alarm clocks, three different methods because she will sleep through them. This is going to be the year. And she did it for a good week and a half. (laughs) And that week and a half is over. And so now uh, we're back to, she's not waking herself up. I go in there, you know, 20 minutes before we need to leave. She's still, she's still sleeping. So I've just been kind of struggling with what do I do now? So why do you think she's not waking up? Um, I, I don't know. We did move her bedtime back. So, because I've, I did think it was a sleep issue. She needed more sleep. So we moved that back. Um, But to what time? To um, nine from 10. So, but she may still be having trouble getting to sleep at that time, which was kind of an issue. I got her some melatonin. 
so that she could, you know, start getting her body acclimated to going to bed at the earlier time. But I don't know if she's forgetting to put the alarm clock on. Uh, She keeps saying, you know, it's not going off. I go in and check it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I mean, so the thing is, is like, it's easy to just attack the behavior. But what we want to do is we want to get underneath the behavior. And that is, that's how we solve problems because all behavior is communication. So you're already doing that by rolling her bedtime back an hour. You're doing that. You know, the, the melatonin could be making her groggy. That could be part of it. It sounds to me like you go to her and you have a productive conversation and it's very relevant right now. So you just do it. You're not going to obviously do it right at bedtime and you're not going to do it first thing in the morning. So you're going to talk to her about it and you're just going to say, Hey, I want to, you, again, I talked about this at the beginning of the call. You really want to pause for applause for the week and a half that she really was doing well. And you're like, so for a week and a half, you were totally doing the thing and you're not in trouble. (laughs) You're not in trouble. I'm not coming in here to come down hard on you because I know now that you are responsible. We've rolled your bedtime back. You're going to bed earlier. You did it for a week and a half. So there's just something for us to solve together here. Because I know you don't like a mad scramble in the morning either, do you? Like, and you know, I'm like, what are you, why are you not up? It's 20 minutes. We got to like, like, let's get back to that place. So let's, let's problem solve this. You know, do you feel like it's at night? Are you having a hard time winding down? Tell me more about that. Let's play detective and really find out. Because if she's having a hard time where she gets to that, she's just laying there and she can't get herself to sleep. Or if she forgets to set her alarm, then you can say, okay, so before bed, because do you give do a final good night? Do you go in there and check and make sure she's in her bed going to sleep? Yes. At that point, you you may say, you know what? Would it be helpful until this becomes a new habit that it's just done? It's here. Until that time when I come in and do my final checks. Would it be helpful if I say, hey, did you set your alarm? Because that's not a big deal. I'm happy to do that for you. I just give you that little reminder. I know you won't need it forever, but maybe just right now. And tell me more about like when you, when you go to put yourself to sleep at nine o'clock, is she just laying there or is she reading? It depends. If she's If she feels tired, she doesn't read. She'll go, she's, you know she she won't read but if she knows she's going to have trouble then she will read okay so i would just say you know do you think the melatonin's making you groggy would it be more helpful to maybe try it without the melatonin and just to read until your eyes are tired like let's just I, what i know is that you were doing great and we've had you know a little bit of time where things have gone back to the way it used to be, but I think they can get back on track pretty quickly here. And you don't have to figure this stuff out all by yourself. That's why you have me. Okay, good. See, so now we're not making her feel more anxious that she's going to get in trouble and yada, yada. It may turn out if she 
if she ends up refusing to be responsible or she, you know, she's getting plenty of sleep. I mean, at some point, if she's still, this is, this habit is still happening. I, I might say, it seems like 830 might be the time that you have to be in your bed reading, but not yet. Let's, let's brainstorm with her a little bit first before we go there. And you could even say to her, look, what we may find is if you, if you can't get up in the morning, that just tells us your body needs more rest. So it might mean that we have to roll it back even more. And if you have swirling thoughts, there's other solutions we can think about. It might be that we have some kind of, you know, you listen to a little bedtime meditation that is a story that helps you to relax your body and your mind and put you to bed. And that might be something you listen to. And then I come and grab the device, you know, after you're asleep, before I hit, before I finally go to sleep and I get it and, and, you know, I'm here. We'll, we'll figure this out. The, the bottom line is, is that we just need to get you, your body, the rest that you deserve. Because when you get enough rest, you don't sleep through your alarm and you sleeping through your alarm is just an indication that your body's not getting enough rest. And we gotta, we gotta figure that out. Good. Yeah. All right. Took some good notes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. It seems like those are all our scenarios. So that is our weekend warm up call. I think some themes that we need to remember from this call, if I can think back, is clear communication is key. Problem solving, quite often, because of the way most of us were raised, we want to go too quickly to the consequences. And I think like, as I just modeled is slow down, sister, just because I know most people are like, well, how do I get them to start waking up to the alarm? How do I get them to start feeding the dog? How do I get my child to do this, this, and this? And it's like, there might be something to figure out. So let's send them the message that we are on their team. We are showing up in PAC leadership. We're helping them to develop skills and systems and clear the chaos. And like, they've got us. They don't have to figure all this out. You know, that's why it's called childhood, not adulthood. Like they're just learning how to be alive and they can't know all the things yet. That's why they have us. So that we can show up and support them, not doing it for them, but helping them to learn the skills that is going to ensure future success. So that's the message we want to be giving our kids is you don't have to do this all alone. I'm not going to do it all for you. I'm going to set you up for success. Or as I used to say to my kids, we have to teach you how to do these things unless you want me to go to college with you, which kind of sounds awesome and fun. I mean, we might both be able to fit into one of those like twin size college beds. I don't know if it'd be weird having your mom with you in your dorm, but like I'm game. And they're like, stop. <laughs> so we have, we want to send them that message. Like I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing this for you and with you. Like you don't have to do this all alone. I got you and, and you've got me. So use me as a resource, right? I mean, isn't that an amazing message? Like, what if we all went into teenagehood with that messaging that anytime life got sticky or we couldn't figure something out, 
we could go back to our adults and they weren't going to shame us or belittle us or make us feel worse about ourselves. They were going to say, all right, then let's do this. Let's figure this out. We're the calm people that solve problems. We'll figure it out. I'm not worried. I believe in you. You've shown up responsibly. It's just something to tweak here. It's so awesome. So that's what I got for you guys this week, this month. I'll see you guys next month on the weekend warm up. Bye. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.